0: welcome to the kansas shed dogs podcast i'm gideon
1: and i'm danielle we're two people with a love of the outdoors we have a passion for shed dogs shed hunting and all hunting we're always on the pursuit to grow improve and have some fun along the way so embark on the journey with us just a quick note you might notice some inconsistencies in this episode. The first half of the episode was recorded a couple weeks ago, but before we got it edited and published for you all, uh, we had a few updates, things that have uh, kept us busy in the last couple of weeks, taking time away from getting this episode out. So we went ahead and recorded kind of an update to add on to the end of the episode. Today is our third edition of the times report.
0: Yeah. So our last one we had up to like March 1st, I think. Um, and March is our big, big month, obviously like that's kind of prime. Like we like February, but March we hit bigger properties and really, uh, put on some miles. So, uh, starting with March 3rd and 4th, we went to a individual's property to shed hunt with him. And, uh, had a successful weekend, not as much on the number side, but on the size wise, uh, we found our biggest shed we have ever found.
1: Yeah. That's when we found our clubs, 130 inch antler. So if you haven't already checked out our episode titled the story of clubs, go listen to it now to hear that full story.
0: Definitely. It's a, it's a world-class antler. It was a special find. So, that was March 3rd and 4th. We came away from that property with an additional eight antlers on our total antlers for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got back home and went out for a little walk Sunday as well. And we found four antlers. Now, the inches did not add up to much, but they were still antlers. Um,
1: yeah, a small Yeah.
0: (laughs) Tiny, tiny.
1: A lot of little yearling antlers, but three of the four, very fresh.
0: Yeah, like blood on the base, and that was early March. Yeah, we were making the joke because we had found the 130-inch antler on Friday, and then Sunday we were finding like 7-inch antlers, (laughs) 8-inch antlers. It takes a lot of those to equal 130.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh, On that Sunday walk, we were out... And one of our dogs, Boone, just seemed to be struggling a little bit. So we track if the dog finds it first or we find it first. And it's a common misconception that if you get a shed dog, that the dog is just going to absolutely find everything before you. That's not true. There's still a lot of factors that play into that equation. And so on this Sunday the first one we found, I found it first. So I saw it sitting there and we always say, let your dog pick it up, even if you find it first. And so I called one of our dogs over to, to start working up towards it. Obviously we don't point him directly to it, but we just kind of get him in the area so that they can find it themselves. And it's as authentic as possible. And I'd called over Boone and he, he just kind of struggled. Um, it was a fresh antler, so I'm not entirely sure. It was like Gideon said, it was pretty small. We're talking about not a lot of inches there. Um, but it should have had quite a bit of scent. And so he he just struggled a little on that one. But we stayed patient. Um, and so then I think the dogs found the next two on their own.
0: Yes. Sadie pulled one on her own. Caliber pulled one on her own. Yes. And then I got a little bit up the hill and saw another one, uh, a little bit bigger for for that day anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So we looked at that as an opportunity. Like Boone had some struggles on that last one. We need to get him on more wild antlers. So Mm -hmm. you called over Sadie and Caliber, made them set by you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I was able to work Boone up to this antler. So. Like We don't get frustrated when a dog like, doesn't pick it up right away. Like We just, in our brain, go, okay, well, we need to get that dog on more antlers, more reps. Like mm-hmm. If you want to get better at something, more reps. Like If you want to become a, a better baseball player, like you go to the batting cage, you get more reps hitting the baseball. It's no, no different here. So we just look at it as an opportunity and any that we find, like we want to get that dog on instead of the other
1: ones. Yeah, and I like the Gideon mentioned there that we had the other two dogs sit. So most of the time we are shed hunting with all three of our dogs. And so if we didn't do that and kind of control that component, there would have been a chance that one of our other dogs would have found it and picked it up. So we controlled the environment as much as possible. I don't know how many people are out there shed hunting with multiple dogs, but something to keep in mind if you are.
0: For sure. For sure. So, as of that Sunday, that put us up to 35, and then the last this last week, I've been able to sneak away a couple times during the week, and then we just uh, picked up another one today, actually. So, mm-hmm. um, let me think back. So, on one of the hunts, it uh, we picked up two, Sadie picked up one, and Boone found one, and that was completely on his own. He picked it up probably 60 yards from us, actually. Uh, a nice five-point. So that's exciting to see see that growth there. Mm-hmm. And then went out again and found four. Uh, and every single one of those the dog found as well. So that was exciting. I think Sadie had three and Caliber had one.
1: It was and a good day for Sadie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. veteran. Yeah. She's seen uh, plenty of antlers. And then uh, today, uh, Saturday morning, uh, we had spotted one up the hill a ways, and so took that opportunity again to get Boone singled off by himself and work up to the antler and find it. Yeah. So Boone found that one. Uh, and that was the first one. Like We had had six in a row that the dogs had found on their own. Uh, then this last one we had seen. But that puts our total to 42, and that puts the dogs about 55% of... Finding them before we see them on the ground.
1: Yeah. So the dogs have found 23 and we've found 19 before them.
0: And we we kind of say this, like typically like early in the season, we'll see more of them on the ground, but we expect like throughout the season that the dogs get more tuned in, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, and start picking them up before we're seeing them.
1: Yeah. Because if you think about it, you've spent nine months training with your training antlers. They still have the antler scent on it because you should be applying that as your training. But there's going to be a lot of other scents as well. So it still does take a little time for them to kind of adjust to fully be smelling that that 100% antler smell.
0: Yeah, they're just different scent layers on the wild antlers compared to what you practice with. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it just takes
1: a little adjustment.
0: It does. It does. But they get stronger throughout the year, and uh, we see that. And as long as our dogs aren't proven, like we're we're happy. Like we expect to struggle on some early on, and just uh, mm-hmm. better performance uh, throughout the spring.
1: Yeah. I'd say every year they get older, though, that curve is less and less. Uh,
0: yes, I would agree with that for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But Boone's our youngest, so the fact that like he hasn't been on as many this year, it just took him a little bit longer to get up, up to par, up yeah. to speed.
0: Yeah. They're always learning, just like we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, that's where we're at uh, right now as of March 18th. I do want to throw out, like, these percentages that we're talking about, like, majorly depend on terrain and, like, how many people you have shed hunting with you. So, like, Mm -hmm. if you have a family of five and one shed dog, like, the the, uh, humans can cover a lot more ground. Like, that's not a fair comparison. Like, we're just doing this to, like, document it a little bit more this year for the sake of this podcast.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point. Like, there's two of us, and we have three shed dogs that are very seasoned, Um Our youngest is three and a half. So these dogs have been doing it for a lot of years, but they're definitely, there's three of them. There's two of us adults anyways. We normally have our two kiddos, but they're young kiddos. So there's a lot of things that that could change these numbers, but this is what we're seeing.
0: Yeah, and terrain does too, like Mm -hmm. depending what you're walking. So yeah, don't want anyone to like compare apples to oranges here, like it just, there's a lot of variables that go into that.
1: That's a good point. Yeah. All right. So building off of that, since then, we have had a couple more shed hunting days mixed in there and also a trip to Rend Lake, Illinois for the shed dog nationals.
0: Yeah. So the weekend of, what was it? March 24th, the twenty sixth I believe yes uh is when we were in illinois competing and first of all, big congratulations to you uh you and your dog caliber uh earned sixth place at the national contest thank you it was um, it was awesome uh the consistency has been the trouble with caliber for sure, like we've always known she can rip off fast times, but you had let me think, you were 259, 232, and three minutes 15 seconds. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So all three, three minutes 15 and below. Uh, and yeah, she ran, ran well. So congratulations to you. That was uh, an awesome achievement.
1: Thank you. Yeah. We set out there just wanting that consistency because with it, being a combined 3 day 3 runs format for the overall uh, podium we knew in order to to do well we really needed to have three consistent runs cuz if you have two really really fast runs and one very slow run most likely you're you're out of it at that point so
0: yeah the margin for error is just so small at that event so like one I mean average run pretty much gets you out of the running uh and anything below that uh you're you're knocked down the list pretty quick.
1: yeah, so she did exactly what we asked of her she had three really consistent runs like Gideon said she uh she has been our hardest dog to train and she has had a lot of shining moments throughout our years training her um, but we always said if she can put it all together at the same time. Like when it all comes together, uh, she'll be a really good dog. And so it was fun to, to be able to showcase that at, at the biggest event of the year that we go to.
0: Yeah. Like you said, like she, she's done so well for us wild shed hunting and she, um, has some shining moments, like sometimes in events, but like on, training like sometimes she'll just tear through one and uh like we don't go to a ton of events so we haven't got to showcase that it was nice that things came together on the national stage for you.
1: Yeah. in sixth place isn't podium, but uh very happy to be that high up with with the level of competition that we were at.
0: Yeah, lots uh lots of very talented dogs there for sure.
1: Yeah. And I guess just a step back for a minute for those that don't know. Um, so UKC, the Elite Shed Dog Series, they have Shed Dog Nationals. It's once per year. You have to qualify to attend it. Um, like we already mentioned, it's three different runs that are all combined to, to figure out who the top dog is. Um, this is the the fourth Nationals that they've had. Um, since the inception of the Elite Head Dog series, and so it's it's the big stage. It's what we look forward to, uh, what we what all of the other competitions all year are building up to. So it's it's the big time.
0: Yep, the big hurrah.
1: Well, and same to you. Congratulations on a heck of a run with Sadie.
0: Uh, thank you. Yeah, she had a really good run Saturday. Uh, One minute thirty six seconds. Like it was. It was insane. Yeah, like I didn't do anything. She just covered the whole course very quickly. And we were right where we wanted to be going into Sunday. Like she just needed for her an average run, and she uh, would have been right there at the top. But uh, like the saying goes, every dog has their day, and Sunday was not not that day. So it bumped us back a ways. But that uh, if you compete in dog sports, you understand like that can happen. And yeah, yeah, still a fun time no matter what. And Moon had some some solid runs as well. So all around, it was a good weekend in Illinois.
1: It was. So that was quite the trek. Um, The prep, the packing, the driving, uh, being there for four days. And then the the trip back definitely took quite a bit of time.
0: Even longer with two two kiddos, a two-and-a-half-year-old and a, a four-month-old. I think GPS shows us, what, 10 hours to, mm-hmm. to run lake, and uh, that gets extended pretty quick when you have little ones, but uh, th- that's the game you play if you want to uh, travel with kids, right?
1: Yeah, it was worth it.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: And just to shout out, the UKC Hunting Ops uh, has a podcast that you can listen to on a full Nationals episode. They got a lot of the award winners on and we were on there as well. So give that a listen.
0: Yeah, I think we're uh, the second second guest up. So Yeah. Yeah. Check out the uh, UKC Hunting Ops podcast.
1: Yeah, we talked a little bit about uh, Gideon's nomination for the UKC Ambassador of the Year, which was very very cool for him to get nominated for that. Yeah,
0: very, very humbling and honored to receive a nomination for that. And congrats to Jeff Rada for uh, being voted the Ambassador of the Year.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So uh, transitioning away from Nationals, because that does take um, quite a bit of March, like I have the last weekend. So, like that weekend. Like completely taken up for us, and then like the week out, like we're we're prepping for trials, not necessarily for wild shed hunting. So it does uh, cut into our wild shed hunting spring. So now that we're into April, like it's pretty late into our shed season, um, but as long as the grass hasn't come up, like we'll get some uh, single day shed hunts depending on the weather like it's it's heating up around here so if we get into 70s 80s 90s we're not going to be out but um like if we catch a cool day in the 50s or 60s we try and try and get out and cover some property that we haven't been able to get to yet
1: yeah so we were able to do that today we're middle of april um and we had a pretty good day
0: yeah it was it was a fun one uh on a property that we know holds deer but we haven't had the best success shed hunting on before so it was uh it was very rewarding to get out there and uh collect some
1: yeah it's been about 4 years on that property and we get people who say to us a lot like this property has so much de- so many deer um and they see them during this season and they just assume that they're still there wintering and shedding there. And a lot of times they don't know that the patterns change at that point. Well, this property, we do know that they're wintering there. Um, we know deer are on that property and we have, have really struggled to find antlers, but we've tried the last three years. Um, so finally having some success this year um was was pretty pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it was good. And going off your point that you just talked about, that is so true. Like their uh winter habits do change a bunch. Um like yeah, like you said, we have people that say, well, this spot was great during season. I know there's all kinds of deer there and we'll we'll go shed hunt it. And like, there's not any fresh sign. Mm -hmm. Like there's old tracks, there's old trails, uh, but like no fresh sign of deer. And, uh, sometimes they just can't believe that. Well, they were there. Doesn't mean that they're there now and they weren't there when they were shedding antlers.
1: Yeah. Just so much changes in between that time of hunting season to, to when they're shedding that can change their patterns.
0: For sure. I mean, like where you were bow hunting, we, uh, I mean, you had deer there every night.
1: Every night. Yeah, consistently. Um, 10 plus every night. Say by mid-December, they had all completely disappeared from that property. And it didn't have to do with hunting pressure or anything like that. Um, they just, they moved.
0: But yeah, they were gone. And that was one of the the properties we were most excited shed hunt yes and then we didn't actually get any deer that we were watching there um because they went somewhere else to winter uh and we're not 100 percent sure where but i i believe it's that that property we can't get permission on that's leased out so
1: mm.
0: um yeah a bunch of those deer we were very excited to try and track down we didn't actually get the opportunity to because they they just weren't there when uh they needed to be Yep. But that's how, that's
1: how it, it works. Yeah. Yep. Their,
0: their, their habits just change.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But getting back to, uh, yeah, our latest shed hunt, we found uh, six sheds and two deadheads all within, I don't know, three hours, three or four hours. Um, went out for the afternoon.
1: Yeah. And with low expectations since we've had troubles with this property and figuring out where they're really at, yeah, um, we were very happy with those numbers.
0: Yeah, and the, the cool thing about today's hunt was, um like we always say that dogs improve through the spring. The more antlers you get them on, the better they do. Well, they definitely came uh, to fruition today, mm-hmm. um, which was, was awesome to see. Um, I think Caliber had the first two, and... We hadn't seen either one. Um, she was Correct. bringing a, an antler back to us when we actually saw the first deadhead, so that was that was fun. And then, um, Sadie, then, yeah, then Sadie found found one from a long ways out and came running uh, just when we were driving the side by side. We weren't even out walking at that point. Um, and I think my my favorite find of the day was. Was caliber, she had crossed the, the river and picked up a nice four-point that was fresh and actually swam, no, not swam, it's a shallow river, but, like, crossed the river with the antler in her mouth and came running back. So I think that was my favorite of the day. Yeah. So, no, that was good. So uh, six sheds, two dead heads. On the sheds, uh, which is what we keep a tally on, dogs found five. We ended up seeing one from the road. Uh, heading back to mm-hmm. our pickup. So we had seen that one, but all the other ones they had found on their own. So uh, them getting stronger throughout the spring is what we look for, and that uh, seemed to be the case today, which is uh, something that makes us happy for sure. Yeah. The, not to say that's the end of our shed season, but it's it's definitely winding down, and it'll be like select days when we can can make it out.
1: So that puts, uh, for now, our final percentages at.
0: Uh, we're between fifty eight and fifty nine percent for dogs finding the antlers before we se- before we see them. Cool. This year, yeah, yeah, we're not on track to hit our 100, 100 shed goal.
1: No, we kind of underestimated the effect of having a newborn. We still take our kids. Uh, 90%, maybe 95% of the time that we're shed hunting. So um, that definitely slows us down for miles and makes it harder to get out. Um, weather has to be in the right conditions for us to go out. So
0: that is true. We yeah. kind of
1: underestimated the the newborn effect on the season. Uh,
0: and that that's fine. Um, and I'll, I would say like our... Our approach to some properties changes too because we're not going to be able to walk as many miles. Um, So we concentrated on the higher probability areas Mm -hmm. of a property. So I feel like there are some of our bigger properties that we didn't hit as thoroughly Mm -hmm. because we focused on like the high points and like where we've had success in the past. Yeah. Just because we were going to have to leave sooner with kids that were done and ready to, I mean, be done for the day. Yeah. Um, So yeah, definitely changed.
1: Yeah. But I'd say because of that, our mile to antler ratio is really good. Yeah. We, we didn't waste time on the areas that were like, Oh, we could find one in there. Like we hit the spots that like we normally have really good success.
0: So goals high. It's uh Way better to, o- to strive for, overshoot and come up short than I mean, if we would have set it at 40 and achieved our goal, are we happier? <laughs> no, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think so. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep shooting high, and um, we're not done yet, it's just no. winding down,
1: yeah. So, what's our count out right now?
0: Uh, I think we're at 53. Okay, yeah, yeah,
1: and we still think
0: I know we're at 53, yeah, <laughs> and dogs have found 31 of those, and um. Yeah,
1: and we still have some time, like you said. So we'll we'll let you know if we get any closer.
0: For sure. All right. Well, that's where we're at so far. For anyone that's out shed hunting, good luck. Hope you find what you're looking for, and many, many more. If you have a find that you want to share, make sure to tag us on Instagram or Facebook. Um, and we have a couple people that have had some major success, so we're going to shout them out real quick. Uh, Parker with Kansas Pride Outfitter just. Hit 100 antlers earlier this week. Dang. Yeah, he's been tearing it up this year. Yeah. They've
1: been filing them up. That's a good year. Yeah. And Josh Friel, uh at shed underscore bull uh, found, his dog found a nice mule deer antler.
0: Yeah, that thing, I mean, it was definitely in the west somewhere because it was having to climb up and it, it was a big old yeah. antler. Yeah. That was cool. And then we also have Donnie Monroe with his uh he's a part of team 200 and his dog King brought back a very thick and heavy uh 5 point and then uh, I think he later on said his wife had shot that deer this year. So it was a year old that they found. Oh. Found the antler uh from the year before. Big that's old thing. That's very cool. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's uh that's a goal of mine. I'd love to to have sheds for a deer on the wall. We don't have that yet. No. No, that would be neat. Bucket list. For sure. Yeah. And last, we have Addison and Spur, along with their dog, Boone, uh, coming up with a nice elk antler. Yeah. Yeah. They've,
0: they've been doing good out there. She had a video of uh, Boone finding, I don't know if it was a match set, but went and found one, brought it back, went and found another one, all in the same video.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Very they're, cool.
0: They're doing great out there in Colorado. Yeah. So, All right. Well, thanks again, everyone. Make sure to tag us in your your finds, and we'll catch you on the next episode.
1: Yeah. Keep uh, stacking those miles for piles and never stop training. Thanks, guys. White-tailed buck, red-tailed fox Brown tree snake, black-tip hawk Barnyard cats, junkyard dogs It's a jungle out there, don't get lost Sun in the sky, seeds in the ground south wind spinning that windmill round Born free to
0: be whoever we are